If you'd like to attend the next Mad Thing in a Masjid event, inshallah ta'ala, live in a the masjid, then click on the link below. It will take you to a Telegram group that has the details for all the events that we do, inshallah. And you can then find the details for the next Mad Thing in a Masjid, which will be on a Saturday, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, amma ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My first time in Leeds personally. I heard some stuff about you guys here, about Leeds. But we'll leave that to the Q&A, inshallah ta'ala. Maybe you can tell me before so I can contextualize that. I heard there's a party city, is that true? Is it true? I heard the, the uni students here, they just, they just come party here. It's true, huh? Mashallah, so I'm talking to some party animals right now, is that what it is? Huh? Or am I talking to, or, am I talking to or, 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 or is it like a thuggish city? Huh? You guys, are, you guys are going, oh. <laughs> I'd just like to know who I'm speaking to. Brothers, we are in the last few days of Ramadan. And the Prophet وسلم, told us about this blessed month. The gates of paradise have been opened up for us and the gates of the hellfire have been closed shut. And the devils have been chained and locked up. All of this indicates that this is a month of mercy, a month of forgiveness. Why has Allah opened the gates of paradise? Because He doesn't want you to go into hell. So He locked the gates of hell and He opened the gates of paradise as a welcoming and an encouragement to you. Do good in this month so that when you die, you can walk through those gates. Ramadan is a month where it's almost impossible to not be forgiven. You have to really try, my brothers. And my sisters who are listening, you have to really go out of your way to not be forgiven for your sins in the month of Ramadan. For example, the one who prays the taraweeh, the night prayer, the Prophet says, Man qama Ramadani maana wa ihtisabin ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhanbi. Whoever stands the night praying in the month of Ramadan, he's forgiven for his previous sins. And in the daytime, man sama Ramadan imanan wa ihtisabin ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhanbi. Whoever fasts in the day during Ramadan, and he does it with Iman and hoping for Allah's reward. He's forgiven for his sins. To the point where the Prophet ﷺ said that anyone who fasts one day for the sake of Allah, his face is distant 70 years from the hellfire. To the point where the Prophet ﷺ said that every single night in the month of Ramadan, Allah Azza wa Jal, he frees the necks of his slaves from the hellfire. People that were going to go to hell, Allah frees them. Your neck is safe, you're from the people of Jannah. It's very hard to not be forgiven in this month. Even what is the nature of the man and the woman who came to Ramadan? And they were not forgiven. How evil is that person? How wretched is that individual? He had to go out of his way to not receive Allah's mercy in this month, when this is the month of mercy. For that reason, my brothers and my sisters, this is a reminder to myself and yourself. In these last few days, if you've not sought Allah's forgiveness, today's the day. And the forgiveness of Allah is sought through repentance. So then our lecture today and our discussion is about repentance, tawbah, turning back to Allah Azza wa Jal. My brothers and my sisters, in the Quran, Allah Azza wa Jal, He commands us to repent. And that command shows obligation. 
the default of every command the default of every command is that this is obligatory Allah said O oh, you who believe are there any believers in the room put your hands up we're believers right and then if you're a believer Allah is talking to you so bring your ears close and pay attention with your heart what does your Lord want from you? Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu O those who you believe Or those of you who believe Tubu ilallah Come back to Allah Make tawbah to Allah It's a command Where are you going? Aina tadhabun Where are you walking towards? The club Tubu ilallah Come back to him Where are you walking towards? Drugs Turn back to him You're walking towards your friends on the block No Turn back to him you're walking towards that girl and you know she's haram for you and you're going to fornicate with her. Tubuid Allah, come back to your Lord. This is the walking towards our boyfriend. Come back to Allah. And it's not a choice, it's a command. For all of your sins. It's not permissible for you to even have one sin for which you have not made tawbah to Allah. You have to repent for every single sin. How can we sin? Allah is our king, watching us, observing us, everything that we do. He's placed angels on our sides, recording everything that we do. And we know there's going to be a day when we stand before him, we'll be questioned. Allah said, وَقِفُوهُمْ They will be stopped on the day of judgment. They will not be able to move. وَقِفُوهُمْ إِنَّهُمْ مَسْؤُولُونَ Stop them. Certainly they are going to be questioned. Certainly they're going to be asked. Certainly they are going to be interrogated. So Allah says, Tawbu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha. A lot of sins we have to repent for. There are a lot of sins. There is a lot of blood on our hands perhaps. There is a lot of what? There is a lot of sins that we carry on our shoulders. Allah said, Perhaps your Lord is going to take all those sins away from you. He's going to wipe them all away. And then after he takes your sins away, he's going to place you into paradise. Yawma. And Allah will do this on the day where Allah will not disgrace the Prophet or the believers that are with him. Brothers, that day is the day of judgment. And the day of judgment is a very dark day. On the day of judgment, the hellfire is there and it's screaming because it wants to swallow and burn the sinners. The day when Allah will speak to the hellfire and he will say, have you become full? And he will say, Mazid. Is there any more, Ya Allah? I'm not full, I want to burn more. So the hellfire is there on that day. And Allah said, Allah said, every single one of us is going to come to the hellfire. Muslim, 
Everyone is going to come to the hellfire. The believer, the disbeliever, the Muslim who's a sinner, the Muslim who's, who's righteous. We're all going to come to the hellfire. Some said this is going to be over the bridge. Some said you're going to actually go through it. And Allah said, This is going to happen. There's no two ways about it. Doubt if you want, you'll see it. Disbelief, you'll see it. Believe, you see it. There's no two ways. It's happening, Allah said. You're going to come to the hellfire. But then he says, But then we're going to save the ones who are pious. We're going to save the ones who feared Allah. And we're going to leave the ones who are wrongdoers, sinners and oppressors on their knees in the hellfire. Even my brothers, the day of judgment is a dark day. The hellfire is there. How do you avoid it? How do you make it past it? How do you go past hellfire and into paradise so it doesn't harm you? Allah will give you a light. Coming back to the ayah, Allah said, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَهُ نُورُهُمْ يَسْعَى بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَبِأَيْمَانِهِمْ There will be a light and will come in front of them and the light will guide them and it will be on their right as well. This is a light for who? Go back to the beginning of the ayah. Ya ayyuhalladheena amnu. Oh, you who believe. Tawbu. Make tawbah. The ones who made tawbah from the believers. If you make tawbah for your sins, Allah will forgive your sin. Enter you paradise. How will you get to paradise? You'll be given a light that will guide you. It will guide you. نورهم يسعى بين أيديهم وبأيمانهم يقولون ربنا اغفر يقولون ربنا أتمم لنا نورنا واغفر لنا إنك على كل شيء قدير. They will say, our Lord, forgive us for our sins. Forgive us. You surely have ability over every single thing. Either my brothers, the point I wanted to mention from this ayah is that we have to make toba. And it will be the thing that will save us from the day of judgment. And how can we not make toba for our sins? When the Prophet ﷺ would make toba to Allah every day a hundred times. The Prophet said, Tubu ila Allah, repent to Allah, turn back to Allah. Fa'inni atubu fil marra. For certainly I turn back to Allah every day one hundred times. The Prophet is one His past sins have been forgiven. His future sins have been forgiven. The Prophet وسلم, he's been forgiven. And he's making tawbah a hundred times a day. The man who doesn't sin once a day is making tawbah to Allah a hundred times a day. But the ones who sin a hundred times a day, us, don't even make tawbah to Allah once a day. I repeat, the one who doesn't sin in the day is repenting to Allah 100 times a day. But the ones who sin 100 times a day, we do not return back to Allah even once in that day. Either my brothers turn back to your, turn back to your Lord. The Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Every single night Allah stretches out his hand so the one who is sinning during the day can repent to him. And every single day Allah stretches out his hand so the one that was sinning at night can repent to him. 
and he can accept his forgiveness and turn towards him. I want you to ponder for a second. Every day when you're sinning and you're drenched and drowning in the sins that you commit, not a day went by except that Allah was stretching out his hand to you, saying, come back to me. Every day of your life, Allah has been doing that. And you have been ignoring him. You have been turning away from him. You've been turning towards your girls. Or the girls have been turning towards their boys. You've been turning towards drugs, cigarettes. You've been turning towards pornography. You've been turning towards the mandem on the block. Turning towards what? The clubs. You've been turning towards what? Your desires. Turning towards your PlayStation, your movies. You've been turning towards all of these things. And never one day did Allah say, you know what? I'm not going to turn to him today. I'm not going to reach out to him. Every day, Allah Azza wa Jal reaches out to you. Twice. Once at night, once in the daytime. And every day you ignore. And he will carry on doing that until the angel of death comes and takes your soul. The angels of death rip out the soul of the evil person. Every day until that moment. Allah will do that. So that on the day of judgment, or in the day when you die, if you were not a righteous soul, you would have no excuse. You really deserve all of that which is going to happen to you. And what is it that's going to happen to you? وَلَوْ تَرَىٰ إِذِ الظَّالِمُونَ فِي غَمَرَاتِ الْمَوْتِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ بَاسِطُ أَيْدِيهِمْ أَخْرِجُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ الْيَوْمَ تُجْزَوْنَ عَذَابَ الْهُونِ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ Allah said, if only you could see on the day when the angels of death are taking out their souls and they say, come out, come out, you wretched soul to the punishment of Allah. Today you will have a humiliating punishment because of your arrogance and the way you used to speak about Allah without knowledge. They'll be slapping them on their faces, striking their backs as they rip out their souls. It didn't, it didn't have to be like that though. Could have been easy if you just reached out to Allah when He reached out to you. Now, my brothers and my sisters, what I would like you to understand is that you don't have to be perfect. Allah's not requiring you to be perfect. When we say make tawbah for your sins, no one's telling you be a perfect person. That's impossible. Why? Because the Prophet said, Kullu bani Adam Every one of the children of Adam. He didn't just say they're sinners. He said they are khata'un. This is a way in the Arabic language which shows they are excessive sinners. Human beings make a lot of mistakes. We are serious. We always make mistakes. So then if we're all going to make mistakes, what's, what's, what's the issue? The issue is وَخَيْرُ الْخَطَّائِينَ التَّوَّابُونَ the issue is that the best of those sinners are the ones who repent after the sin. That's the problem, man. We sin, but then we don't repent after it. Once you make that mistake, you repent straight away. The ones who do filthy acts, Allah says, or they wrong themselves, they remember Allah. They make tawbah straight away. Allah forgive me. 
He had a weak moment, he slipped up, he made a mistake, he sinned, he spoke, somebody should have spoke to, he listened to something he shouldn't have listened to, he, he watched something he shouldn't have watched, he went somewhere he shouldn't have been, he touched something he shouldn't have touched, he did something wrong. Make told him straight away. That's the difference between what Adam and Iblis. Did Adam sin? Did Adam sin? And did Iblis sin? But Iblis sinned and he's Rajim, accursed and outcasted. Adam sinned and he's a prophet. What's the difference? Adam made Tawbah. Adam regretted it. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfillana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin. My Lord, we've wronged ourselves. And if you don't forgive us and have mercy on us, we'll be from the losers. Whereas Iblis said, فَبِمَا أَغْوَيْتَنِي لَأَقْعُدَنَّ لَهُمْ سِرَاطَقَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ سِرَاطَقَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ سِرَاطَقَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ He said, you misguided me, Allah. He said, this was your fault. He blamed Allah. Iblis made Tawbah. Sorry, Adam made Tawbah straight away. Iblis didn't. So are you following the footsteps of your enemy? إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ مُبِينٌ or are you following the footsteps of your father, Adam? You're going to make Tawbah straight away. You have to make Tawbah what? Straight away. And Allah is extremely merciful. There's no sin that you've commit, except that Allah can forgive it. There's no sin that you commit that is greater than Allah's mercy. Some of you think, even me though, like, trust me, bro, you don't know, I've done some crazy stuff. Someone might say, my sins are bad. Look at this ayah. If you think that your sins are beyond forgiveness, Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ لَا تَدْعُونَ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرٍ وَلَا يَقْتُلُونَ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ وَلَا يَزْنُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that his slaves, his special slaves, are the ones who they don't worship other gods besides Allah. They don't do shirk, which is the greatest sin, which Allah will never forgive. Nor do they do murder. They don't kill people unjustly. Number three, they don't fornicate. They don't do zina, sleeping around with girls. They don't do that kind of stuff. And these girls don't go out and sleep around with boys. They protect their private parts. Allah's slaves don't do these things. Because the ones who do these things, the ones who do do shirk, who worship other gods, and the ones who disbelieve, and the ones who commit murder, and the ones who fornicate, the ones who do that, Allah said, Yalqa athama. They are going to meet athama. Athama is what? As the tafsir of the salaf, they explain that athama is the lowest part of hellfire, in which Allah Azza wa Jal gathers all of his punishment on those people. Imagine a place, the lowest part of hellfire, in which all of Allah's punishment has been gathered on these people. So the one who commits murder, the one who fornicates and sleeps around, the one who what disbelieves is going to be in that place. يضاعف لهم العذاب And the punishment يضاعف له العذاب The punishment will be multiplied for them. يضاعف له العذاب It will be punishment for them. Multiplied for them. ويخلد يوم القيامة ويخلد فيه مهانا And he will be there for eternity. So the ones who murder, that's where they're going to be forever. 
The ones you fornicate, that's where they're going to be forever. The ones you disbelieve, that's where they're going to be forever. But there's an exception. There's a type of fornicator and murderer and disbeliever that won't be there. Allah said, إِلَّا مَنْ The one who makes tawbah. وَآمَنَ He comes with iman. وَعَمِلَ عَمَلًا And then he starts to do righteous actions. فَأُولَٰئِكَ يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتٍ Allah says those people, Allah is not going to forgive them. But He's going to exchange, not just going to forgive them, but on top of forgiving them, He's going to exchange their evil deeds for good deeds. Your murder, He'll convert it into good deeds. Your zina, He'll convert it into good deeds. Your shirk, your disbelief, your idol worship, He'll convert it into good deeds. And the person says, but why? But how? What did I do to deserve it? Akhi, you did nothing to deserve it. So why is Allah giving it to me? It's not anything to do with you, it's to do with Allah. It's because He is merciful, because He is forgiving. That's what He does. He forgives. And He <coughs> extends His mercy. He is forgiving. He is merciful. Not because you're special. Not because I'm special. Because he is great. Because he is great. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Allah. Ya Allah. Allah maghfillana dhunubana wa israfana fi amrina wa thabbita qadamana wa nsumna anu qawm kafirin. Come back to the ayah. The ayah mentioned in order for you to have your sins converted into good deeds, you need to do how many things? Three things. What were they? No can tell me. What were they? Toba, number one. Number two? Pardon? Iman. Number three? Righteous actions, good deeds, right? Okay, so you lot have to make sure you understand this then. What does it mean to do Toba? What does it mean to come with Iman? What does it mean to come with righteous actions? So let's talk about Iman first. This is very important. <coughs> when Allah says you have Iman, what does He mean? What does He mean to have Iman? When He says that you have to come with Iman, what does that mean? Belief, what does that mean? Okay, but as in Many people believe in Allah, right? But how? Like whose version of Iman? There's an ayah in the Quran where Allah tells you very clearly فَإِنْ آمَنُوا If they have Iman بِمَا آمَنْتُمْ بِهِ The way the Prophet and his companions have Iman Then they'll be guided then you will only have the correct Iman if your Iman is like the Prophet and like the Sahaba. Because Allah didn't say, He didn't say if they have Iman the way you have Iman, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said, they have Iman the way Amantum, you and those who are with you. Who's the ones with the Prophet? Is he talking about the Kufar? Is Allah talking about the hypocrites? Who is the ones with the Prophet? Sahaba Ridwanullahi alayhim ajma'een May Allah be pleased with each and every single one of them If you have iman the way the Prophet and his companions have iman 
then you will be guided. But if you refuse to follow the Prophet and his companions, or if you say, I follow the Prophet but not the companions, then they are in opposition. They are not in the correct path. So my brothers and my sisters, you have to follow the Sahaba. And why did Allah not just say the Prophet's path? Why did he say the Sahaba? Because everyone claims to follow the Prophet. The ones who celebrate Eid Milad, the Prophet's birthday. Why do they celebrate it? They say we are following and we are loving who? The Prophet. So the Shia, don't they claim they love the Prophet? Don't, don't, doesn't, is there a group in Islam from the 73 sects except they claim to follow the Prophet? Doesn't everyone claim to follow the Prophet? So how do you know who's right and who's wrong? You look at the Sahaba. That's why when the Prophet said, my Ummah would divide into 73 sects. All of them will go to hell, except for one. The Sahaba said, Man hiya ya Rasulullah. Who is this one that will be saved? The Prophet said, Man kana ala mithli ma ana wa ashabi. It's the ones who follow me and my, my companions. So then every time someone, you know there's a difference of opinion? There's differences of opinion sometimes, right? And you're like, everyone's fighting who's right, who's wrong. There's the Barilvis, the Diobandis, the Tablighis, the Salafis, the Al-Hadith guys. There's the, you know, Sufi, Ash'ari, Maturidi, you know. Different things keep popping up every day. Hizbut Tahrir, Ikhwan al-Muslimin. Who's right? Who's wrong? ISIS, FISIS. Next thing you know is going to be your next ism, schism, schism, dism. <laughs> There's something different every day. Who's right? Who's wrong? This is a simple formula. The Prophet gave it to you. He said, Brothers, this is the speech of your Prophet. And do you guys have a lot of these issues in your community? Is there a lot like confusion? Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's the Shaykh? Who's the Faykh? Do you guys have this? Okay, so then take it from the speech of your Messenger. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Whoever from amongst you lives after me, O Kamaqal, you're going to see a lot of argumentation, a lot of disputation. Did the Prophet predict it right? It's not a prediction actually, because it's certainty, he gets revelation. So did the Prophet tell us right what was going to happen? There's going to be a lot of what? Differences. Okay, okay, so the Prophet told us, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, so then how do we, how do we overcome it? He said, Upon you at that time is to follow my sunnah. Okay, but everyone claims to follow your sunnah, Messenger of Allah. And the sunnah of my rightly guided khulafa, sahaba. So it's not enough to just follow the Prophet, you have to follow what? Why? Because it's the same path. Then the Prophet said, Hold on to it. It is something you say for one thing. But how many paths did the Prophet tell us? His path and the path of? His Sahaba. So he should have said, hold on to them. Abdu alayhima. Hold on to them. But he said, hold on to it. To show you that it's not two paths. The path of the Prophet and the path of Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, Aisha, radiyallahu ta'ala, anhum ajma'een. All of them is one path. So then we will ask, when you say we will celebrate the Prophet's birthday, we will ask, did Abu Bakr celebrate the Prophet's birthday? 
You say, we love the Prophet ﷺ. But did Abu Bakr love the Prophet more than you? And did Aisha love the Prophet more than you? And Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhum ajma'in, did they love the Prophet more than you? Did they celebrate the Prophet's birthday? Or was the Prophet's birthday celebrated by extremist Shia? The first people that ever celebrated the Prophet's birthday was an extremist Shi'i group that came 400 years after the death of the Prophet ﷺ, the Fatimiyun. Just look at the history books. They were the first to say we're going to celebrate the Prophet's birthday. When a person comes and says, listen, we're going to blow up people on the streets because these are at war with the Muslims. They are at war with our people and they kill our innocent civilians. So now we're going to drop theirs, innocent civilians. We're going to say, but did the Prophet ever do that? The Prophet did fight and he defended and he done jihad. But did he kill innocent people, innocent women and children? Or did he say, you can't even harm the trees? The trees, my brothers! A man wants to come and say, you could spill the blood of innocent people. He's insane. They bring the ayat, Kill them wherever you find them. Is that in the Quran? Is it in the Quran where Allah says that? It is. Allah, the ayah is there. Kill them until there's no more fitna, until there's no more kufr. The ayah is there, but what does it mean? They came to Ibn Umar, the Khawarij of his time. And he said, He said, We fought to get rid of the fitna. You fight to bring the fitna. So we look at the ayat of the Sahaba. So we look at the, sorry, the ayat of the Quran and the interpretation of the Sahaba. And the ahadith of the Prophet and the interpretation of the Sahaba. Right? We look at what? We look at that. Sorry, I went off on a digression. But it's very important, brothers. You know why? Because you might leave sins and leave sins and come to an even greater sin which is called bid'ah bid'ah is worse you might make tawbah from zina and selling drugs but then become what? a person who worships the graves of the creations of Allah which is disbelief you might leave gambanging on the streets and sleeping with girls at night to what? Being a person who doesn't even believe that Allah is merciful and loving because he rejects Allah's ancient attributes like some of these groups they do. So it's very important. That's why look, Allah said, when you repent and you come back, make sure you come back to the right direction. You're coming back, but make sure you come back to the right direction. You come back to the direction of what? The Sahaba. By the way, have you heard this term Salaf before? Have, has anyone heard this term Salaf, Salafi? The term just means Sahaba, that's what it means. Allah used the word in the Quran. Salaf means the ones who came before. Illa ma qad salaf, Allah says in the Quran. Salaf means the ones who came before. So when Allah refers to Sahaba, Allah used the word sabiqun, the ones who came before. Another word is salaf, it's the same thing. So when we say follow the salaf, we're saying follow who? Sahaba. Is there anything complicated about that? Is there anything scary? Is there anything controversial? Is there anything Saudi Arabian about that? With all due respect, who cares about Saudi Arabia? We don't care about Saudi Arabia. We love Mecca, Medina, that's it. But our religion is what? Universal. You go to Pakistan, you find scholars who follow the Sahaba, follow the Salaf. You go to Somalia, you find scholars who follow the Sahaba, follow the Salaf. You go to Egypt, you go to Mauritania, you go to what? Mali, you go Indonesia, Malaysia. All over the world. So don't let a few people, their propaganda, fool you and confuse you. This is our deen. Do you guys understand me? And if anyone disagrees, don't be a snake. 
and sit here and then go and talk things on Twitter. At the end of the lecture, come have a conversation with me like a real man. My brother. You understand? Yeah? Come on, I'm in your hood. Come talk to me. MashaAllah. Coming back, Allah said, فَإِنْ إِلَّا مَنْ The one who makes Tawbah. وَآمَنَ He believes. وَعَمِلَ عَمَلًا And then does righteous actions. Okay, righteous actions. He used to do zina, now he does what? He doesn't go near the women. He used to look at the women, now he loves his gaze. He, he used to listen to music, now he listens to Quran. He used to disrespect his mom, now he respects his mom. He used to mispray, now he prays. He just, that's straightforward. He does righteous actions. A righteous action is an action that you do sincerely for Allah's sake and it's in accordance to the sunnah of the Prophet Because if you do not follow the Prophet's sunnah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then the action is rejected. Anyone who does an action and it's not from our sunnah the Prophet said it will be rejected. So anyone who does an action which is not from our religion it will be, it will be what? Rejected. Another hadith the Prophet said the actions will only be accepted if they are based on the intention and the intention has to be sincere. Either these are the two conditions for a righteous action. It has to be what? For Allah's sake and it has to be in accordance to the sunnah. How do you know the sunnah brothers? Huh? How do you know the sunnah? I just, I just explained to you. How do you know what the sunnah was? Sahaba. Sahaba. You guys forgetting already? Amnesia? I know you don't, didn't walk in high or something like that. You don't understand me, right? How do you understand? How do you know what the sunnah is? Is there ever a hadith that you can find except there's a sahabi who narrated it? It has to be a sahabi who narrated it. And then the same way you trust the sahabi in his narration, trust him in his explanation. Yes? My brothers? Okay, good. Okay, so there were how many things that you had to do? You had to make tawbah? Have Iman, which we know is the Iman of Sahaba. Righteous actions, which is sincerity in accordance to the Prophet's Sunnah. But we haven't talked about Tawbah. Brothers, write this down. Tawbah, if you want your Tawbah to be accepted, it's five things. I want everyone to take note of this. Pull out your phones. That doesn't mean it's a chance to look at your WhatsApp. That doesn't mean it's a chance for you to look at your social media, your Instagram, your Snapchat. I'll be honest, I'll personally take that very disrespectful. We're in a lecture. And I won't take it disrespectful because it's me. I'm no one. This is a circle of knowledge. It's a circle of knowledge when we're remembering Allah So, you take out your phone just to take notes. Okay? Oh, there are five things. I'm going to tell you what they are one by one, then I'm going to explain them. One by one, then I'm going to explain them, inshallah ta'ala. Okay? Because if you want your tawbah to be accepted, you need to do these five things. Number one, the first thing is al-ikhlas. Your tawbah has to be sincerely for Allah's sake. You're not making tawbah for anyone except Allah's sake. Some people, they make tawbah just to show off. They come to the masjid just to show off. They come to the masjid just to show off. They come and practice the deen just to show off. They do it just to get followers on social media. Wretched people. Then now they start practicing and straight away they make accounts on social media just so they can get famous. Actually, calm down. You haven't even learned how to clean your, you know, your, your private parts here. You don't know tahara. You walk around with dirt in your, in your backside. You don't know how to do tahara. You want to talk about the deen of Allah. You can talk about the deen of Allah. But first learn your deen. First learn your deen. Then we can talk about it. Person who doesn't know his right hand from his left hand, he doesn't know tahara. But he wants to what? Make a 
a social media page, or he wants to go and talk about the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal, Akhi, calm down. Calm down, ya Akhi. First you learn the basics of your deen. If we ask you a ruling pertaining to a woman's menses, you say, go and ask the scholars. But if we ask you, is this guy a Muslim? Nah, oh, he's a kafir. Akhi, calm down. Who the hell are you, bro? You can't tell me about a woman's menses, but you want to tell me who's a Muslim and who's a kafir. If we ask you, this ruling about, does this break my prayer or not? You say, Allahu A'lam, Akhi. Go and ask the ulama, ya Akhi. But then we ask you about big affairs in the Muslim world. Yeah, we should do this for Palestine. That should happen in Iraq. Akhi, shut up. Because Allah said in the Quran, that if matters of safety and security were to come, they spread it. If only they took it back to the Prophet and the scholars. He talks about the lesser thing and says, Allahu A'lam. The greater thing, issues of blood, people's iman, and lives are at stake. He wants to do what? Naam, I'll give you the fatwa. I am mufti. And then he goes and watches porn at night. We know these people. May Allah forgive us. Ameen. So the first thing is that the tawbah has to be sincerely for whose sake? Allah's sake. The second condition is al-i'tiraf. You have to acknowledge the sin. You have to do what, my brothers? You have to acknowledge the sin. And then what does it mean to acknowledge the sin? You have to accept that you made a mistake. This is so hard to do nowadays. You know why? Because people argue with you if it's even haram. Akhi, don't just abuse it. The guy says, but I swear that it's halal. But I'm telling you, but the Prophet said it's clearly haram. But he says, but my sheikh said it's fine. Akhi, we don't care about your sheikh. When the Prophet said it's haram, don't ever tell me that my sheikh said. Don't ever tell me that my sheikh said. Or there was a scholar that said. We said the Prophet said. Don't argue now. Don't argue. They came to Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah. And they said, what do you say about hajj tamattu? Which is a type of hajj. He said it's allowed. The, the Prophet said it. They said, but Abu Bakr and Umar said you can't do it. Ibn Abbas took a step back. He said, I am scared that Allah is about to send down stones from the sky to destroy you all. I said to you that the Prophet said, and you said to me, no, Abu Bakr said. Don't ever argue with the Prophet. You'll be destroyed. Don't ever do that. Allah said, let them take a warning from going against the affairs of the Prophet. I get angry because they claim we love him. They say, oh, shikur rasul. And when you don't follow their way, ghustaki rasul. You bring them a hadith, he says, not the rasul, my sheikh, my peer, my guy. You have to accept this is a mistake. We've never lived in a day and age where people have been come this absent-minded from just accepting it's haram. They're living in denial. When they don't realize that denial is a river in Egypt. <laughs> you got the joke, huh? I was in Portsmouth yesterday and they didn't get it. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. With normal people. You guys got the joke, yeah? <laughs> don't live in denial. You tell him, Akhi, you can't free mix. This girl is haram for you to be friends with. He says, but she's my friend. 
She's like a sister to me. And then he's going to do haram with her. You just done haram with your sister? He's going to do it with her. And they do do it. Akhi is haram. They try to make sushi. Weed, not really haram, bro. It's like a plant that grows. Like it's a plant. And cocaine is also a plant. And heroin also comes from a plant. And alcohol comes from fruits. It's all haram. Accept it, my brother. First, accept it. Cigarettes ugh, calms me down. Not really haram. Akhi kills you. Don't throw yourself into destruction with your own hands. Don't do that. Don't kill yourselves, Allah said. So first you have to accept the mistake. Because Allah said, There was a group of people, they acknowledged the sins that they did. I said, these are the ones Allah is going to forgive. There's a hadith from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said, That regret for a sin, which comes after accepting it, regret is what? It is tawbah. They tell you why? You know, guys, I feel guilty for my sins. They try to make him feel better. No, don't feel better. Be guilty is good. He committed a sin. And he says, I feel guilty. And people are like, well, I don't beat yourself up over it. Beat yourself up over it, you just sinned. And the fact that you feel that guilt is the reason why Allah will forgive you. Aisha used to say that when I feel sick to my stomach, when I think of a mistake that I made, I knew Allah has forgiven me for it, inshallah ta'ala. That's why there's a dua that I want you all to learn. Because this dua teaches you to acknowledge your sin. And you make this dua after every fajr in the morning and after every asr in the evening. And if you make this dua acknowledging your sin, what happens? As a result of it, the Prophet said, وسلم, if you die in the day and you said it with certainty, you're going to go to Jannah. And if you die at night and you said it with certainty, you're going to go to paradise. The dua is called Sayyidul Istighfar, the master of all of the istighfar. Allahumma anta rabbi la ilaha illa anta khalaqatani wa ana abduk wa ana ala ahdika wa wa'dika mastata'at. A'udhu bika min sharri ma sana'at. I seek refuge with you, Ya Allah, from the evil of what I've done. And I affirm and confirm and acknowledge the blessings that you have given to me. And I acknowledge my sins. Forgive me. Certainly there is no one that forgives the sins except for you. Have you heard of the fortress of Muslim, guys? Have you heard of it? Fortress of Muslim? Have you guys got foot or, or any dua apps or dhikr apps? It's in all of them. All of them. You can find it. Sayyidul Istighfar. Sayyid, if you just go to Google and type in Sayyidul Istighfar, you'll find it, inshallah ta'ala. Furthermore, put it out on your phones now, all of you. Google it. Sayyidul Istighfar. So when I said it, I meant pull out your phone now. Like, do it. Because you're going to forget. Brothers? Is a dua that will help you get to Jannah. Can you please all pull out your phones and do it? You found it? Can I see it, Akhi? So look, you've got it. Beautiful. He's got it here in Arabic and he's got it here with the what? The translation. And there's also a version with transliteration. This is the one. Can you share this with the brothers? Because you see this one, yeah? It has the Arabic, the English, and the Arabic written in English. So anyone who doesn't know it has no excuses.
Brothers, if you don't have it at the end, can you come to the brother and get it from him, inshallah ta'ala, yes? Okay, good. So then the second condition of Tawbah is acknowledging the sin. The third condition of Tawbah is Al-Iqla'u an al-Ma'siyah. You have to cut off the sin. So, how many conditions we have of Tawbah right now? Number one, sincerity. Number two, acknowledging the sin. Number three, cutting off the sin. We didn't say leaving the sin. What do we say? Al-Iqla'u. Iqla'u. What does iqla' mean? Something that literally cuts it, rips it from the source. Okay, so how do you cut off the sin? Let's just say a person, he sins with girls. He sins with girls. Is it enough for him to just say, I'm not going to talk to them anymore? When he still has their number on their, his phone. He hasn't cut off from the sin till he cuts off their numbers. Can he say, he knows that he commits sins on Instagram or Snapchat. He says, he, today right now he's in the masjid And he says, I'm going to make tawbah to Allah I'm done And he makes a decision, I'm not going to go to these girls no more But he knows that they're still on Snapchat And in a day or two, when his iman is weak And he gets that message, he gets that DM He gets that call, he's going to fall victim He's going to what? He's going to fall victim Has that person made tawbah? He hasn't made tawbah so you don't just cut off the sin, you cut off the thing that the sin is connected to. So you know that you sin on your laptop, you watch things at night that you shouldn't. So you now know you need to get rid of your laptop and buy a desktop that you can place in the living room where the whole family is so they can see what you're up to. You know that your sin is music, so you say I'm not listening to music, but you still have the Spotify app. I can delete it. Wallahi, I've never seen a time in my life <clears throat> And perhaps there's never been a time like this in history where people have done what? Made Tawbah and slipped off. And made Tawbah and slipped off so many times. Because you make Tawbah, you make the decision that I'm not going to slip up. But you don't cut off from the sin the apps on your phone. Or the schools that you're at. Or the place that you work. Or the block in which you live <coughs> Or the friends that you associate with it All of those, the sin is connected to it They have to go There was a brother <coughs> That I know He started practicing his deed Hard along the <coughs> Started seeking knowledge Started memorizing Quran <coughs> A year or two, solid, strong one day, one day we were with each other And what happened? He gets a phone call On his phone from a female Must have been some name like Kimberly or something I don't, I don't remember what the name was He didn't answer it But it rang on the table So we were like Who the hell is Kimberly? Who's this Stacy bro? Who's this Samantha like? He's like oh no Some girl from back in the day She's just calling me like There's nothing I said, okay, we believe you. He said, don't worry, that man's not talking to no girls. Man, me told her all them things, alhamdulillah. So we're like, okay, so, uh, so then change your number, like. Change your number. Because they're going to keep calling you. And all it takes is one weak moment. And that's it. You've picked up the phone call, you've answered. And then it's what? A spiral. It's a spiral. The brother didn't listen. Like many of you here today may not listen. When lockdown came and things got lonely, next thing you know, the phone calls got answered. 
and then it's a spiral effect. And then you go so deep into your sin, it's hard to come out. It's hard to come out. So if you feel like I have to make Tawbah today, brothers, know that you have to leave the sin behind. And leaving the sin behind means leaving behind the apps that the sins are connected to. Leaving behind the number that the sin is connected to. And leaving behind the friends that the sin is connected to. And the evidence for this is the fact that there was a man who killed a hundred people and he asked the scholar if Allah would forgive him. This is a hadith of the Prophet And the Prophet said, Allah will forgive you, but you have to go to a different village because the people in this village are evil. Why did he tell him to leave the village? Because you're trying to make Tawbah as a murderer, but the people that you're around are encouraging you towards evil. So in order for your Tawbah to be complete, you need to get out the ends, bro. This is why we have to do Hijrah and go back to our countries. If you can't go back to your country because it's unsafe or whatever have you, there are many Muslim countries that are safe. But at the very least, whilst you're here, you get out of the blocks. Or if you know that the city is bad, move to a different city. And you think to yourself, ah, that's long. Hellfire is longer, my brother. Hellfire is longer, trust me. Hellfire is longer. Some of you are going to say, what? It's longer. Jail is longer. And how many are in jail because they didn't listen? And how many are dead right now because they didn't listen? The fourth condition, my brothers, of Tawbah, write this down, is that you have to be steadfast. You have to be steadfast. Once you've made that decision, you're not going to turn back. You have to do it with certainty. You have to do it with conviction. You have to make that decision that I'm going to turn away from this sin with conviction. So the fourth thing is what? Conviction. I said steadfast, right? I meant to say conviction. The fourth condition for Tawbah is that you make the decision to stay away from this sin and you make that decision with conviction. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. As Allah said in the Quran, فَاسْتَقِمْ كَمَا أُبِرْتَ وَمَنْ تَابَ مَعَكَ وَلَا تَتْغَوْ Allah said, stay firm with those who are turning back to Allah with you. وَلَا تَتْغَوْ And then don't, after you've made tawbah, don't what? Don't, don't fall off. Don't get sidetracked. So how many conditions have we mentioned? Four. How many are left? Okay. The four conditions that I've mentioned right now are if your sin is between you and Allah. The fifth condition is a sin is a, is a condition you make if your sin is between you and the people. And that is that you have to get that person to forgive you. You stole something from someone, give it back. You lied and backbited someone, ask them to forgive you. You made lies about someone, ask them to forgive you. You spread rumors about someone, ask them to forgive you. Because if they don't forgive you on the day of judgment, they're going to come and say, Ya Allah, this man harmed me. And you are just, Ya Allah. I never got recompensed for what he did to me. I never got retribution for what I suffered at his hands. So Allah will give it to him on that day. And on that day, if you harmed people, you will be the one that will take their good deeds. Sorry, they will be the one that will take your good deeds. So you will give them your good deeds. Based on how much you harmed them. 
And if you have no good deeds left to give, then you will now start taking the evil deeds. The Prophet said, Do you know the bankrupt one? And the Prophet said, The bankrupt one is the one who comes with a huge amount of good deeds, but then he's left with nothing because he had to give it away because he hurt the people. Prophet, Allah, if you violate his right, it's very easy for him to forgive you. But if you violate the right of a human, human beings, they don't forgive very easily. So don't violate human beings. Don't. Whether you like them or you don't like them, do not violate human beings. Do not. You might hate that person. You can hate him, no problem. But don't overstep. Don't violate the human. Don't violate. Allah said, Ya ayyuhalladhina amunu kunu qawwamina qawwamina lillahi shuhada'a bilqist. وَلَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شَنَعَنُ قَوْمٍ عَلَىٰ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا اِعْدِلُوا هُوَ أَقْرَبُ لِلتَّقْوَىٰ Don't let your hatred towards the people lead you to be unjust towards them. Be just, for that is closer to piety. So you may not like someone, that doesn't mean you have to backbite them, that doesn't mean you have to slander them, spread rumors about them, oppress them, hurt them. No. Let alone we do it sometimes to people that we like. You claim this is your friend and you violate him. Some people say, what? You're telling me I have to go back and seek forgiveness from him? Akhi, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. If you can't do the time, don't do the crime. Now as an advice, I wouldn't advise you to go to people and say to them, Akhi, I just wanted to let you know I was calling you fat the other day and I said you stank. Because that might settle when it's hot. What you do is you say, Akhi, I'm a human, forgive me. You know, sometimes we say we mess up. I may have said something about you. Please forgive me. Keep it general. And he will probably say, ah, I forgive you and forgive me too. Keep it general. Don't say it specifically because we're humans, right? He might be like, right, you've called man fat. And he might think on the day of judgment, I'm going to catch you. By the way, imagine the person who murders someone, stabs someone. Imagine what, what's going to happen to him on the day of judgment. <coughs> So the fifth condition is you add it on with the four if your if your sin was connected to what? Connected to what? The humans. My brothers, now I just wanted to mention to you guys uh, five, six points to keep in mind. This is going to be brief, inshallah ta'ala. I wanted to mention to you five, six points to keep in mind. Five, six points to keep in mind with regards to Tawbah. But if you guys are tired, we can stop here to be honest. Yes? You guys sure? The guys in the back row, are you guys good? Yeah? You sure? Okay, because I don't like to go over. You want to shout it? <laughs> well, it's my first time. You guys are going to get me banned. <laughs> They're going to think, I've done that before, you know. I thought people want to hear the shout, and then they say, listen, we can't bring this guy back. He broke the mic. <laughs> Brothers, the first thing I wanted to mention to you is, if I could just take this off, sorry, it's a bit more comfortable. Sorry, I'll get that at the end. Brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the first thing I wanted to mention to you, if you're going to make tawbah for your sin, is remember that Allah is always watching you. He knows the deception of the eye and he knows what is hidden inside of the hearts. He knows. So be shy next time you do that sin. When you're alone with that girl, 
Remember who was Thali for whom? He's the third. He's there watching. He's above his throne, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But his knowledge is watching over you right now. Wala khamsatin, you're not in gatherings of four, illa wa rabi'um, except that Allah is saddest with me, except he's the sixth. Wala adina min dhalik, wala akbar. You're not in gatherings of less or gatherings of more. Illa huwa ma'ahum, aina ma'kanu, except he's with you wherever you are. And then on the Day of Judgment, he's going to tell you and inform you about everything you used to do. Allah said, we're going to tell them with knowledge what they used to do. You are not absent. He's going to tell you with knowledge the things that you were doing and the people that you're with and the places that you're with at and the things that you uttered from your mouth. He's going to inform you of all of it, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So remember, he's watching you. He's watching you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second thing, my brothers, to keep in mind is that whenever you think that your sin is big, it's not bigger than Allah's mercy. Allah said, Rahmati wasi'at kulli shay. My mercy has encompassed everything. Everything. My mercy has encompassed it. Are your sins everything? Like the whole world, the mountains, the earth, the trees, the universes, the angels, the seven heavens, the skies, everything. My mercy has expanded and encompassed everything. Your sin, is it bigger than the earth? Is it bigger than the universe? Is it bigger than the heavens? Allah's mercy has encompassed everything. Next time you think that my sin is too big to be forgiven, ask yourself, is my sin bigger than Allah's mercy? And you can never say it's bigger than Allah's mercy. That's kufr. That's disbelief. So whatever you've done, Allah can, He can forgive you for it. The third thing, my brothers, is that you have to hate the sin. You have to feel that sin is disgusting because it distanced you from Allah. So you have a girlfriend that you really love. You like her. You think you like her. But really, you should find her disgusting. You should find her something very despicable. Because she distanced you from Allah. And the sisters who have a boyfriend, they should find that man despicable. Because he is the reason why she is now far from Allah. And when you smoke weed, you feel happy. You feel happy because you got high for a second. But you should hate that weed because it made you far from Allah. And you should hate that music because it is the voice of shaitan. It makes you far from Allah. You should hate bid'ah and shirk and disbelief. And disobedience to your parents because it makes you far from Allah. Your friends who they do evil and you do evil with them. You should hate them, not love them, hate them. And find them filthy and evil because they distance you from Allah. They distance you from Allah. Anything that busies you from Allah, the Salaf al-Salih used to say, Anything that busies you from Allah is a curse for you, even if it's your child. If your child and your children make you busy from Allah, your children are a curse to you. If your wealth makes you busy from Allah, and these are things that are halal, they are a curse for you. What about the things that distance you from Allah and they are haram for you? The fourth thing, my brothers, is that you have to get out of the bad environment. 
you've made tawbah, you've cut off from the sin, but as long as your environment and your society is bad, it's a matter of time until you get pulled back into it. Ikhwah, the fifth thing is that you shouldn't be consistent upon your sin. The moment you've committed a sin, you should turn back to Allah straight away. You know what? One of the biggest traps of shaitan is that sometimes you commit sins and then shaitan makes you feel proper guilty. Like, how can you be tawbah? How can you come back to Allah? How can you come back to the brothers after you did that? Akhi, look what Allah said. The ones who do fahisha. Do you guys know what fahisha is? In the Quran, Allah, fahisha is a, is a filthy sin. It's a lewd act. It's a disgusting sin. Fahisha in the Quran is used to describe certain sins. There are three sins that Allah describes as fahisha in the Quran. Number one is zina. Allah said, وَلَا تَقْرَبُ الزِّنَا إِنَّهُ كَانَ fahisha. Allah said, don't go near to zina because zina is a filthy thing. Allah also referred to a man sleeping with another man as fahisha. Allah said, أَتَأْتُونَ الْفَاحِشَةَ مَا سَبَقَكُمْ بِهَا in Ahadim in Al-Alami I might have made a mistake on the ayah But Allah said You guys are going towards sleeping with men A fahisha Something that no one has ever done before you No man has ever done this before So a man sleeping with a man Is that a big sin or is that a small sin? It's big, it's bigger than zina It's bigger than normal zina And then what about a man sleeping with his father's wife? Is that disgusting? Is that big? Allah said, وَلَا تَنْتُحُ مَا نَكَحْ آبَاؤُكُمْ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ إِلَّا مَا قَدْ سَلَفِ Salaf, see the word Salaf is in the Quran. Then Allah said, what? إِنَّهُ كَانَ فَاحِشَةً وَمَقْتًا وَسَاءَ سَبِيلًا It's something fahisha, something filthy. So then brothers, these are not small deeds. Like who can say here that he has done these filthy acts? A man sleeping with his father's wife. A man going and laying with another man. But Allah said, وَالَّذِينَ فَعَلُوا فَاحِشَةً The ones who do these things. The ones who do these filthy acts. وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا فَعَلُوا فَاحِشَةً أَوْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ ذَكَرُوا اللَّهِ After they done the act, whatever sin it was that he did, even if it was from these sins, Allah said, when they remember Allah, فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا They straight away say, Ya Allah, forgive me. He just did it. Straight away. فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا لِذُنُوبِهِمْ They seek forgiveness for their sins. وَمَنْ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Allah says, and who else is going to forgive your sin other than Allah? So they make tawbah for their sins straight away. I need you to be in this attitude, brothers. When you make a mistake, you make tawbah straight away. The Prophet said, اِتَّقُوا اللَّهِ اِتَّقِي اللَّهِ حِيثُ مَا كُنْتُ Fear Allah wherever you are. Wherever you are, fear Allah. But then sometimes you're going to make a mistake. But when you slip up, the Prophet said, then do a good deed because it will wipe away the bad deed. Fear Allah, I slipped up. That doesn't mean don't turn back to Allah. That means straight away go do a good deed because it will wipe away the bad deed. Straight away do the good deed because it will wipe away the bad deed. We have a problem when we commit a sin. We don't make tawbah straight away. Akhir, you could have done the maddest sin right now. It's okay, make tawbah straight away. Get onto your knees and say, Allah, I'm back. I'm going to slip, I'm back. Even if you slip up a hundred times and you come back and you slip up and you come back and you slip up and you come back and you slip up, until the day you die, as long as you keep coming back, it's okay. 
as long as you're sincerely coming back. And you're doing all of the five points that we mentioned. Four for Allah in Allah's situation, and five if it's with regards to what? The humans. As long as you do a real comeback, real tawbah, it's okay, inshallah ta'ala. Because remember, we were never meant to be perfect, but we were meant to? Tawbah, we were meant to come back. Brothers, the sixth point I wanted to make is that committing a sin after a good deed is worse than doing 70 sins before... Sorry, let me repeat that. Committing a sin after repentance, committing one sin after repentance, is worse than committing 70 sins before repentance. So 70 sins before repentance is better than after making Tawbah, making one sin. Why? I'll give you two reasons. Number one, when you did those 70 sins, you were far from Allah. But now that you made Tawbah, you became beloved to Allah. Allah said, وَهُوَ الْغَفُورُ الْوَدُودِ He's forgiving and he's loving. Why did he mention those two names together? To show you that after he forgives you, he starts to love you. You're a sinner, a shaitan a second ago. But now you're, you're beloved to Allah. سَيَجَعَلَ لَهُمُ الرَّحْمَانُ وَدًّا The merciful one will make for the May special type of love, Allah says. A special type of love. So now you're beloved to Allah. It doesn't befit you to now commit a sin. So before you're far from Allah, now you're close. Allah brought you close and then you're going to sin after Allah guided you, after Allah took you in. That's the first reason. The second reason, my beloved brothers and sisters, when one must not commit a sin after doing a good deed is because when you do a good deed the reward of that good deed is that you do another good deed and then when you do that good deed what do you do? you do another good deed but when you commit a sin the reward of that sin is what? what's the punishment of that sin? you do another sin you understand? So you're doing a string of good deeds. Now you end up doing what? A string of sins. <coughs> Another reason I give you, inshallah ta'ala, is because when you do a good deed, and after that good deed, you do another good deed, the second good deed is a sign that the first one got accepted. But if you do a good deed, and then you go and do a bad deed, it's a sign that your good deed was not accepted. So if I read Quran now and then Allah gives me the tawfiq to stand at night in tahajjud, it's a sign that my Quran recitation was accepted. Then after tahajjud, if I give charity, it's a sign that my tahajjud got accepted. And after giving charity, I went and served my mother and father, it's a sign that my charity got accepted. And after serving my mother and father, I went and sought knowledge, it's a sign that my obedience to my parents was accepted. But if I read the Qur'an and then I go and listen to music, it's a sign the Qur'an wasn't accepted. If I spent time in the masjid, then I go spend time on a block with the guys doing madness, it's a sign that my time in the masjid wasn't accepted. If I spent my Ramadan in the obedience of Allah, then soon as the moon is sighted on Chandrat, I'm out doing haram, it's a sign that my Ramadan was not accepted. It's a sign my Ramadan was not accepted. How can I have been in the masjid taraweeh? 
begging Allah to forgive me. Then soon as the Eid is announced, we're in the streets doing all of the madness that we used to do. In less than an hour of Ramadan kicking in, we're back to normal. It's a sign that the fasting of the month of Ramadan, the Salah, and the Siyam, and the Sadaqah, perhaps it was rejected and thrown back in your face. A person does Hajj and Umrah and he comes back and he's the same. People call him Haji, Haji, Haji. The brother, he's done Hajj, mashallah, Allahumma barik. And he likes to say, look at me, I don't Hajj. But you're still doing the same, you don't have a beard, your trousers below your ankles, listen to music, you free mix. All of that. So doing a good deed results in another good deed if your first one's accepted. And if you do a sin after it, it's a sign that it was rejected. Brothers, the seventh point before we conclude. The seventh point before we conclude. Is that when you do do the sin, whenever you do do it, make sure you don't expose it. When you do do the sin, whatever the sin is, make sure you don't expose it. Why? Because the Prophet sallallahu said, "Kullu ummati mu'afan illa al-mujahirun, illa al-mujahirin." That all of my ummah is going to be forgiven for their sins, except for the ones who publicize their sins. And how do we publicize our sin? The Prophet said, "Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, an yamal al-rajul bil-layl amalan thumma yusbih, wa qad satarahu Allah Taala, fiyqul amiltu al-bariha kada wa kada." That a man does a sin at night, Allah hid it for him. He was with a girl, Allah hid it for him. He was in a club, Allah hid it for him. He was with a man, Allah hid it for him. He was swearing, he was cussing, Allah hid it for him. But he wakes up in the morning, he says, hey, do you know what I was doing last night? Guess who I was with? The Prophet said, everyone's going to be forgiven except for the guy who does that. What falls under that, my brothers and my sisters, is posting your sins on social media. Every girl who takes selfies of herself, her beauty exposed, makeup shown, all without hijab, falls under that. Falls under every girl who's got pictures like that on her WhatsApp, on her Snapchat, on her TikTok, on her Instagram. Every girl falls under that. She's exposing her sin. Sister, you didn't want to cover, at least hide it. But you take pictures and you let everyone know. Sister, you're struggling with makeup. May Allah forgive you, make it easy. But you upload it onto social media. Also, what falls under that is every woman who walks outside on the street without hijab. She's publicizing her sin. Every woman who walks out the street with makeup and perfume and beautified and tight clothes. She's showing the world my sin. And also what falls under that is every guy who shaves his beard or cuts his beard. Every guy shaving the beard is a sin, my brothers. Unanimous consensus by the scholars, you're not allowed to shave your beard. You're a man. Men don't shave their beard. Have you ever seen a lion that has no beard? The female hasn't got a beard. The monkeys, they have a beard. Brother, the male pigs have a beard. Why is it that our men don't have a beard? Even the kuffar, Shakespeare used to say, a man without a beard is no man. When we put it like that, you guys get motivated. But when I said the Prophet said, oh, fulliha, grow your beard. It's a sunnah, yaar. Sunnah, yaar. And the sunnah is something small. And who told you sunnah doesn't mean it's fard? Who told you sunnah doesn't mean it's wajib? It's a command, it's wajib. Shaving the beard by unanimous consensus, not even two scholars ever differed, is haram. Brothers, the discussion amongst the scholars is whether you can trim 
fist length. At the very least, fist length is the minimum of this. At the very least. At the very least. My brothers, you're men? Are you men? Sometimes I see a brother, I think to him, if he put a hijab on, well, I would lower my gaze. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. If he was a hijab, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Brothers, I don't, I'm not trying to get at anyone's pride or anyone's ego. I'm, I, well, I, I would be a shaitan if I didn't tell you. Because it's a sin and it's public. Also, what falls under this is having your trousers below your ankles. The Prophet said, Man asfala, that which is below your ankles, fafinar, it's in the fire. It's a major sin, brothers. So going out on the streets with your trousers below your ankles, my brothers and my sisters, uh, sorry, sisters, below the ankles, yeah? I don't want the sisters to be like, oh, really? We lift it up then. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want that. But the brothers, for you it's what? Below the ankles. Brothers, it's a major sin. And not only that, you're publicizing it. Brothers, well, I, I'm not saying this to affect, upset you. I'm not saying this because I want you all to look like me. You're all more handsome than me. Allahumma barik. Say Allahumma barik. You're all more handsome, mashallah. All better good looking. Your beard will suit you more than it does V. I don't have an agenda. This is what the Prophet said. I'm just concerned for you. I don't want it to be there on the day of judgment. You're what? You're one of them guys that Allah said, you I'm not going to forgive because you used to sin publicly. You know why? Because sinning publicly shows no shame. Sinning, by the way, by the way, some brothers naturally don't go braids, yeah? Don't worry, you're good. you guys are good. If it's natural, you're good. Yeah? I don't want Some of our Somali brothers sometimes they struggle maybe. And sometimes the Bengali, the Bengali brothers, they struggle a bit. It's okay. It's natural. Yeah? Actually, he was natural, huh? He was natural, huh? He's never touched it. See, I'll, you're good. <laughs> Sorry, so I don't want to feel like I'm trying to... <laughs> Allah, i But us, man, well, our, our, our team grows, huh? Just, if we get bigger, Allah, i The point is, my brothers, don't commit the sin publicly. Don't commit the sin publicly. Not on social media, none of that. Brothers, to end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Allah said, oh my slaves who have gone far in doing sins, you've gone deep, 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 you've gone overboard. Don't despair in Allah's mercy. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا Allah forgives all sins. But then Allah says, make sure you do it. مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ يَأْتِيَكُمُ الْعَذَابُ ثُمَّ لَا تُنْسَرُونَ Make sure you turn back to him before a punishment comes to you that when it comes you will not be helped. You've got time, but you don't know how much time you have. Then Allah said, مِن قَبْلِ أَنْ يَأْتِيَ الْعَذَابُ ثُمَّ لَا تُنْسَرُونَ Then he said, مِن قَبْلِ أَنْ يَأْتِيَكُمْ الْعَذَابُ بَغْتَ And by the way, when that punishment comes, that which you will not be helped from, it will come suddenly. It will come out of nowhere. The angel of death will just grab you. It will just take you. Come out of nowhere. So you can repent. You can repent from disbelief and come to Islam. Or you can repent from sins and come to, to, to obedience. Or you can repent from bid'ah and come to the sunnah, but do it straight away. Don't wait a day. Don't wait to, you know, speak, you know, your friends or your family or your parents. This is between you and Allah. This is Allah. Come to Allah. Fafirru ilallah. Run to your Lord. Rush to Him. 
مِنْ قَبْلِ أَيَّتِيَكُمُ الْعَذَابِ Before the punishment comes to you, بَغْتَةً And it will come to you suddenly, out of nowhere. وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ And when it comes, you won't even feel it. أَنْ تَقُولُ أَنْ تَقُولَ نَفْسٌ يَا حَسْرَةَ عَلَى مَا فَرَّضْتُ فِي جَنْبِ اللَّهِ وَإِنْ كُنْتُ لَمِنَ السَّاخِرِينَ Lest the person should say that how great is my regret. I used to neglect. I used to neglect in regards to Allah. And I was from those who mocked. Oh, تَقُولَ لَوْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ هَدَانِي لَكُنْتُ مِنَ الْمُتَّقِينَ If only Allah had guided me, then I would have been from those who failed Allah. Allah did guide you, you can't make that excuse. Oh, تَقُولَ حِينَ تَرَى الْعَذَابِ Or that you are from the people that delayed repenting so much that Allah showed you His punishment. And then you say, لَوْ أَنَّ لِي كَرَّةً If only Allah gave me another chance. فَأَكُونُ مِنَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ If Allah sent me back one more time, I would be better. But there's no going back. There's no going back. Once the angel of death comes, there's no going back. Subhanaka Allah, wa bihamdik, ashadu an la ilaha illa ant, astaghfiruka wa atubu. If you'd like to get more information about when the next event is going to be, the location, time, place, date, click the link below and join the Telegram group that will take you to a group where we have all the information about all of our live events. Wanted to give those of you who are not able to make it an opportunity to participate in the khair. And that is that inshallah if you would like to contribute towards the expenses of these events, we don't charge anyone to attend, but we do have a lot of expenses, food, whatnot, the giveaways that attract the people to come in and whatever have you. As you can see, it brings in the youth, the youngsters, the ones who you know, we really need to reach out to them and get them in the masjid. Who knows, someone may come to the masjid, completely change their life. And of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the primary reason for that. But then Allah might have made you a means for that person or those people to change. So donate as generously as you can at the link below. And inshallah ta'ala, please come and attend. So hopefully we see you there inshallah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum, peace.